Welcome to this episode of the Money Wiser podcast. Alyssa here, personal finance content specialist for Colorado. And I have a special guest today, Janessa Boulay from Paygrade. How are you doing, Janessa? I'm great. Thanks, Alyssa. How are you today? Well, I'm doing wonderful. It's a bright, sunny spring-ish day, even though we know there's probably going to be a lot more winter since we live in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> it's always unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really happy to sit down with you today and have this conversation because you are the founder and creator of a tool that teachers can use in their classroom that I just think is the coolest. So paygrade.io is your company. Share a little bit about how you had this idea sparked for you and and maybe just a little bit about your background as a teacher in the classroom. Yeah, so I started teaching in Denver Public Schools in 2012, and I said in a workshop earlier that I was like a fish out of water. I had no idea what I was doing, and it seemed like I was trying new things every week. And then I found the idea of a classroom economy concept, and it was really awesome. It was all paper-based, and I implemented my entire classroom culture transformed. It was so cool to see students engaged and helping around the classroom so I could focus on teaching, but it just wasn't as realistic as like current banking, which was all online. So I teamed up with my husband, Tim, and we created a software platform that is like a virtual bank for kids. And um, from there, it just like snowballed into a financial literacy playground. And it started with a checking account and a savings account and students would get have a job and they could apply and then they would make um, a paycheck. And then it got even bigger and we started adding an investment simulator and a marketplace for kids to spend their money and started taking taxes out of their paycheck. And like it became this really cool immersive experience for kids to like actually go in and learn about money and make mistakes before those like money concepts became real and they went into the real world. So we were really excited about that. And then with COVID, most things have gone south except for pay grade has gone very far north because so many teachers are looking for some kind of classroom management strategy. And it's been really awesome to see the hybrid or the virtual environment turn into a classroom economy, an online economy. So it's been really fun to see pay grade grow in that regard. The Money Wiser podcast is brought to you by the Colorado Office of the Attorney General and the following. StopFraudColorado.gov has been developed to protect consumers and businesses from fraudulent activity throughout our state. The website can be utilized as an educational resource and reporting tool as it contains information reflecting a wide variety of scams reported to the Colorado Office of the Attorney General. Please visit StopFraudColorado.gov to learn more, to report unscrupulous behavior from fraudsters operating in our state. Yeah, I love seeing it grow too, because when we first met, I think it was maybe three or four years ago, and we we met for lunch in person, which was so nice. It's a novelty now. And you had this idea and you were still teaching in the classroom full time and you wanted to make it available to other teachers. So at that time, it was kind of in the beta version. But re what really sparked my interest and in, in the hook that got me when you were getting so excited about this idea and just telling me what you were creating as a tool for teachers was that, you know, students all have a place in the classroom. They all have a job. They all have a role in the classroom. And really the foundation of personal finance is that is like 
for students to find their role in society after they graduate. So for elementary kids, you know, to sit at your desk every day, like this is your physical place in the classroom, but you have to pay rent for it, right? To use the space. And I love that you told me that if a student is renting their desk each month or each week or how, wherever you set up the, the parameters, that they can, if they save, save up enough money, eventually buy their desk and then they no longer have to pay rent because they own their desk. And then you're like, then if a student owns their desk, they can buy their neighbor's desk or maybe even their whole area of desks. And then all the other students are paying them rent. So then they kind of become the landlord of the classroom, right? So it's like if a kid has an idea, they can make it happen in the economy. And I just thought that was so neat that that was kind of a little example you shared. But I'm sure a lot has changed since then with pay grade and with the platform. So can you just kind of describe how a student will experience the platform and maybe give some specific examples about something you've seen students do or seen teachers do to incorporate pay grade into their classroom? Yeah, so it starts out super simple. You can create your teacher account and then you sign up all your students, which is a really easy process because some of our teachers have 200 kids if they teach high school or middle school and the students sign up on their own and then they have their own um, banking profile is what we call it. So it could just be a savings account. So you're differentiating for like lower grade levels. And then you might have in high school, have a savings, a checking, a credit card account and an investment portfolio, which we have stocks and Forex and crypto ability to invest too, which is kind of cool. So you can start out simple and then the teacher adds different jobs and assigns jobs or um, the students normally apply for the job and then they have to also pay bills. So the teacher can assign just like a Wi-Fi bill or uh, like you said, the rent on your desk or for the virtual environment, renting your computer. So it creates that accountability for students. And there's also the option of students buying their computer or buying their desk. And they're on pay grade, we can have their assets appreciate or depreciate at your set value. So students will realize, wow, instead of paying rent and having the money disappear, I'm you know, I buy my desk, I save up, I buy my desk, and it's actually like growing in value. So if they ever get out of a pickle and need to sell it, they could, but it's teaching them those habits of dealing with money and managing it. And I think one of the one thing I love about pay grade is teachers use it in so many different ways. We have a woodshop teacher up in Northern Michigan, and he uses it with his high school kids to keep track of his materials. So he charges the students different amounts for the materials that they use. So there's a lot less materials waste and they're also learning to manage their supplies and their money. And another teacher up in Fort Collins uh, about her elementary, she uses it. Uh, one of her students actually came up to her and said, hey, I wanna create an insurance company. And the insurance company was so cool. I would have never thought of this. And he said, I wanna charge a bill to students that they can choose to pay like a premium each month. And then if they get a refocus, which was like a behavior, a piece of paper um, that they lost money for, um, for behavior, he would cover that expense up to three refocuses. And then once it got, you know, if the students got more than that, he would increase the premium. So it was just like, it creates such a unique environment for students to get creative with making money and to get creative with how they want to run the classroom and their ideas. It's been really cool to see how all kinds of teachers, not just personal finance teachers who also use it, but just in the regular classroom 
teacher who's like, I want to manage my kids. I also want to teach them the skill set that's really important that I believe in. So it's been really neat. Yeah, that's so awesome. And it's great to hear um, you were a fourth grade teacher. And so, of course, the beta version and, and testing out and developing the whole thing was essentially for upper elementary students. But to hear that a high school woodshop teacher is able to use the tool and kind of modify it for his needs with his students, it's just that's mind blowing. That's great. It's perfect. So I love that. Yeah, I would say our uh, our like main user base is between third grade and twelfth grade. So, and and the cool thing is, is like I said, you can differentiate it. So, third graders, you just use a couple of the features, and then the jobs are a lot different. You know, you have like the lights monitor or the chat monitor, or you know, like more simple simple jobs, and then. The middle school grades who use it, they might have the, you know, digital marketing uh, person or the software engineer or, you know, the technical support. So they, they, they're still doing the classroom job and helping out, but the job gets more uh, creative and more advanced. And then you have the high school where they might actually do a simulated job experience and say, hey, I want to be a doctor. Cool. I make this great salary, but you also have to pay down all your loans for getting your degree and going through residency. And so they're really experiencing the entire spectrum of financial literacy, like understanding. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting because I know, especially this year when we're talking with teachers, people are just feeling so overwhelmed about there's a million new tools. There's so many things on your plate and just trying to keep everything organized and coordinated. And, you know, to add one more thing to keep track of, I think is pretty overwhelming at this point. But it sounds like with the platform, um, with PayGrade, that you as a teacher can incorporate it in just a few small elements just to kind of touch on certain personal finance concepts or to teach certain lessons. But you know, you could integrate it fully into every lesson or every course that you're using. So that's really interesting that it's really flexible like that. Yeah. And the other thing is that uh, it's been really cool to see with COVID and just the the uncertainties for teachers of, you know, I had talked to a teacher on a Saturday and on Sunday, she said, she emailed me and was like, we're actually going hybrid on Monday. And we had no idea. We thought we were still virtual, but now we're going back. And it was just like, chaos and unpredictable circumstances and it's got to be stressful for educators and so the cool thing is is this can translate whether you're in person hybrid or or in person learning and the 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 neat thing is is that all the educators who have been on pay grade will email me and say oh my gosh i have so much more student engagement. My kids would like, especially for remote learning, they would wouldn't have their cameras on or their face wasn't in the you know the window, and, and so they started putting monetary rewards for those behaviors of like showing up on time and staying for the entire Zoom lesson, and kids started showing up early and staying the whole time, and like when they're rewarded for those behaviors. It's awesome for the teacher because they're not trying to like find the student and figure out where they went or why they left or, and so it's very positive, which I love. It's very, like it follows the PBIS framework, I think really well, especially when you reward the kids for being on time versus taking away money for being late. But overall, I'd say educators have have said that pay grade has increased student engagement and hasn't been uh, like a detriment to their classroom. And if anything, it has made their classroom 
culture and just their ability to teach in this crazy environment more successful. Yeah. And I can imagine just as a tool for teachers on the back end, seeing which students are participating, which students are completing their tasks, which students are in the red or the black. I think it is a really clear indicator or could be an indicator of a student's participation and engagement individually. So as a teacher, you could kind of look on your pay grade and look at your class rosters and identify which students haven't been participating or haven't been engaged on the platform. And that's kind of an indicator of maybe that student needs a a little extra one-on-one support, or maybe they're not quite understanding certain concepts. And it's really just, you know, if they're pulling back or not engaged in classroom participation, you can imagine, you know, that that's bleeding over into the content and the assignments that they're doing as well. So it's not just being live on the lesson or in person, um, seeing them engaged, but it's, it's, you know, maybe an indicator of something else, which I think is really important too. We've had so many conversations about building relationships with students and just, you know, trying to, you know, transition that in-person experience that we're so used to, to, you know, making those same connections virtually. Yeah, it, it's just, it is really interesting. And and I love the platform. I think it's really um, just such a cool way to, to incorporate personal finance concepts, but also engage students and keep them, you know, ready to play and pay. <laughs> Yeah, it's killing two birds with one stone. You're getting the classroom management piece, but you're also teaching this essential skill that that our students don't have. You know, 78% of households are living paycheck to paycheck, and that's stressful. Money is a stressful conversation, and it doesn't have to be. If they can experience everything related to money, like everything, literally, insurance, taxes, loans, we have um, secure and unsecure loans, investing over time, creating those habits. If they can practice that as a kid in a safe space where if they do make a mistake, it's not, you know, having to file for bankruptcy. It's not any of these like real life consequences that are really tough. If they have that space to learn this and do it, that's a huge win for students and for teachers and for our society as a whole, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I just think about, you know, for people who have already graduated and are years past their high school times, we didn't really have any formal education for personal finance. Um, We didn't really have any standards at that time, you know, and now we do. And now we have these resources. There's a lot of opportunities for teachers to incorporate personal finance, not just in a standalone course, but throughout their classroom as a whole on the elementary level and in all content areas, you know, through middle school and high school. But It's interesting to think that, you know, if a student is engaging in a program like this, maybe that's an opportunity for them to start the conversation with their parents. Because so many studies have shown that parents just don't feel comfortable talking to their kids about money if they fall into a category where they're maybe stressed about their finances. So it's cool. You know, it brings in the whole family. It brings in and everyone, and if students are learning this earlier in life, they're going to avoid a lot of the mistakes that that we, I, you know, making the assumption that we've all made financial mistakes. I think that's that's pretty pretty standard. That you know, you've oh, we have to learn by trial and error without having these tools and resources available to us when we're younger. So it's so awesome that you've created that, and I'm just I'm excited to 
you know, that this is something that's available to teachers around the state. So you said Michigan as well. So there was a teacher in Michigan that participated. I'm curious as just how your your business has grown and how the platform has grown and and how many teachers are using it kind of around the country or, or throughout Colorado. We're proud to have you as a Colorado teacher, obviously, and creating such a great tool to offer to other teachers. But then, you know, just who is using it and what's the cost associated with that and how are you supporting educators and, and getting it in their hands? Yeah, so we started in my classroom. That was our like beta test. We would create and develop something and then we would I would initially try it out in my fifth grade classroom and have my students give me feedback and we would see how it went. And then if there were any bugs, we would fix them. And then I started sharing it with my school and they were interested. And so I had like some fourth grade teachers using it too. And we you know had conversations about what could be better. And then I went to Inedco, a technology conference in Keystone they have every June. And I shared it there. So I got more Colorado teachers on it. And then honestly, we haven't done any advertising or marketing. And it's grown crazy by word of mouth. We're in every state in the United States. We're in Canada. We're in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, It's all through word of mouth. We're like, cool. And, And we have, when you sign up, it says, how did you hear about us? And it's either, you know, a colleague said it or heard it from a friend or it's always just word of mouth. So our educators are so important to us. And we have grown really organically through them because this is a tool that once they start using, they are like, this is awesome. I can't stop using it. I want to share it with everybody. So that's been really neat. And we've grown to over 60,000 accounts and are increasing by 200 teachers each week. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. It's, you know, it turned, it was started as our passion project and has just like grown into this amazing thing. And my husband quit his job in December to start working on pay grade with me full time. And so it's just been really cool. A husband and wife team. Uh, (laughs) Most of the time, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's for shared in office. And no, it's just been really cool to see the impact and the reach we've had. As far as the pricing goes, you know, we have to keep our lights on. So we have a free version and a plus version. The free version lets you run your entire classroom economy. So that comes with your checking, savings, credit accounts, and ability to deposit money into students' accounts. Uh, They can do wire transfers and digital checks and create assets, purchase assets, and then um, and a whole bunch more things. So everything that creates your classroom economy. And then we have some advanced features on our plus version, which is the investment simulator that updates in real-time market data every 15 minutes. We have you know the taxes piece, the loans, and the marketplace where students can actually go in and bid on different items and they can outbid each other. And then when the auction closes, that student, the money gets pulled from that student's account. So as a teacher, you're not like trying to figure out who earns what as that incentive piece of, you know, why am I learning this? Why am I getting the money? Well, you use it in an auction and get to spend some of the money that you make, just like in real life. And so we have that as the plus version. And for educators who are really into it, they normally the schools pay for it. So we have the cost higher. So schools pay for it. We do not want teachers and educators to pay. So we hope that they go to the school or go to Donors Choose and do a special vendor request. We've had some teachers do that as well. And then if 
teachers are like, I don't, we don't, our school doesn't have the funds. We can't do this, but I really want the program. We have an educator matching program, which we work with the educator to get plus into their classroom for a very reasonable amount. Yeah. And I can imagine a lot of teachers really want to use the investment tool and the stock market simulation, because when I talk to high school teachers, you know, specifically, everyone is just so excited to learn about investing. I feel like that's the student's favorite topic. They want to know how to make money on the stock market. Like, how do I trade and all the GameStop stuff that just recently happened to it's like, there's so much buzz around that, but yeah, that, that's really cool. And I, you know, it's a, it's a good model because, you know, with the tool being such a great resource and it's very versatile and you have the free version, but also the plus version, it's really neat that you're, you're really trying to meet the needs of all teachers when it comes to them implementing pay grade in their classroom. So yeah, I yeah, think that's a great approach. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing about the investment piece. A lot of financial literacy organizations do a stock market challenge of some kind. And that's awesome. It's getting kids exposed to it and stuff. But the thing that's different about pay grade is instead of doing that one day thing or that two week challenge, which is awesome, you know, it's getting them excited about it, it's giving them the vocabulary around it, it's giving them, the ex- you know, that experience in a, a very tangible amount of time. The cool thing about pay grade is you can start teaching kids about investing on day one of your semester or your year, and then have students every month, they can move money from their checking account into their investment portfolio and buy stocks every month and create those habits of that long-term investing strategy. And a lot of places don't offer that because they don't have that, you know, that virtual bank account to pull the money from. So I just think that's really cool that students instead of just a short trial, they actually get to experience for the entire entirety of their class time with their teacher who uses pay grade. And they can start creating those habits of, okay, I'm going to put $200 into this every month. And, you know, maybe this month I'm going to go with Tesla and next month I'll go with Amazon. But instead of this cash windfall of a hundred grand, which is not as common for most of us, you know, it's definitely not common for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just showing kids that they can be making money in the long run. And it takes time. It's not a get rich quick. You know, investing is not gambling or it shouldn't. (laughs) No, it shouldn't be. Day trading should not be something that is the go-to and first entry to the stock market. You should definitely understand or have a firm foundation of understanding for long-term investing strategies. I love the point that you just made that in a lot of these stock market games, and I'm familiar with a lot of them, and they're really great. It's a fun experience for kids. And it's just they're thrown into the fire where they have to learn to be able to accomplish their goal of, you know, multiplying their money. But it's always, you know, you get a lump sum at the beginning, and then you choose how to split it up and all of that. But it's it what pay grade is doing with the, the investment portion of the platform is mirroring what we actually see in reality. And what we really see in life is that if you can drip in just a little bit each month and really the consistency is what helps you grow your portfolio more than anything else. You know, it's not all the little day trades and moving this here and moving that there. It's just consistently putting money in on a regular basis. And yeah, that's a really great point. And I love that that aspect is included in in your platform. Yeah, I heard a really good analogy the other day. And he said, you don't, if you're sitting in traffic, 
you don't change lanes every minute to try to get further, right? That's day trading. You, you stay in your lane you know, for a while and you occasionally change lanes, but constantly changing lanes and that day trading behavior of, you know, the more you trade, the more you lose. It's really important that we don't teach that. We teach students to like that longevity, that long-term uh, mindset around money and investing. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see a classroom of students and kind of compare their pol- portfolios and see, you know, for the the student that's moving things around and kind of, you know, trying to do a little day trading strategy, if they would come out ahead of the student that just does kind of drip and consistency throughout the entire school year. And then comparing notes at the end of the year, right? What a great conversation starter that is to say, okay, what are your balances? What has your strategy been? How did you get to the point where you're at now as far as your investment portfolio? That's really cool. Well, I, I want to wrap up real quick, but I wanted to give you the opportunity if you wanted to share anything with um, teachers around the world, apparently everyone's using it. It's like so exciting, um, especially knowing, you know, this started in one classroom, which was your classroom. You are a Colorado teacher, but what what do you want to share with other teachers around Colorado and throughout the world as far as the platform goes and just encouraging them to incorporate personal finance in creative ways in their classroom? Yeah, I think two things. One is you can start simple. You don't have to jump in and know everything. You don't have to be a financial advisor to teach personal finance to your kids. You can start small and give them the experience and or the, the space to play with their money and to learn, you know, what a cash advance is and what interest rates are and, and to learn what compound interest is like, give them the space to learn these things. And if you don't know the answer, you know, go to different resources. We have a whole thing of lesson plans that will walk you and your students through loans. You know, if you don't know what a secured and unsecured loan is, teach the lesson plan and then let students buy a car and, you know, experience it and go through it. And you're going through it too and learning as well. Um, so you can start really simple and then grow on the financial literacy knowledge. And I think just getting out there and getting started is so important. Um, and then the second thing is, is on Paygrade, we're creating this for educators. This isn't something that we're like obligated to do. And we, you know, we like force it on teachers. We're like, this is something we're passionate about and we want to make it easy for educators. So we have something called the ideas board where educators can go and and submit an idea and other educators can upvote that idea. And the more more upvotes it gets, the higher up on the development list it goes on that we develop it out. So what we have created in the financial playground of pay grade now is because of what educators have requested and what they want. So we're really here for the educator and for and to make it as simple and easy as possible to get financial literacy in the hands of our kids. Yes, thank you so much for all the work you're doing and and how you're supporting teachers and supporting classrooms, no matter if they're in person, if they're remote, if they're hybrid. Um, This is a tool that that can be used really easily to incorporate personal finance, not just in a personal finance course, but every day in your classroom management. So you've created something beautiful, and I thank you for that. I think it's such a wonderful tool. If anyone has any questions about PayGrade or if you're interested in trying it out, I'll go ahead and put their website in the show notes. And Janessa, thank you so much for giving some time today to share information about your platform. And thanks for the work you're doing for teachers all around the world. Well, thank you for having me. Now I'm money wiser because I understand affordable housing. Now I'm money wiser because I know how to save and budget after college. And now I'm money wiser because I know how to protect myself from identity theft. 
Now I'm money wiser because I know how to start my own business. Now I'm money wiser because I understand affordable housing. Now I'm money wiser because I know the difference between saving and investing.